Hey, Extra Points is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook because it's easy to use, because it's safe and secure, and you get your winnings fast. Now, winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours, and it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay, discover the most popular same game parlays each day, right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with the promo code extra points so they know I sent you. Welcome to Extra Points. Now, here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning with spaghetti and meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, with babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess of a show, and joining me as always, my dear pals, Dave Damashek. Martin Weiss. What's happening, fellas? Happy Mother's Day to you and uh, all the mothers out there. I think that's a, a belated Mother's Day um, well-wishing uh, that I just went through right now, but uh, but deservedly so, right? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and uh, I wish somebody would have mentioned it last week because I think, Sal, you and I both uh, are the ultimate Mother's Day heels. I did. I, I completely <laughs> forgot about it until Friday. I, I I didn't realize the schedule got a little bit hairy there. Maybe playoff hockey got in the way. Everybody, the sports world over, is busy making their uh, birthday plans for Eddie Spaghetti as he yeah. celebrates number thirty in his most important birthday ever as his Rangers. I, I want to get to that. Not I must wanna... win, but they got to have it. Got to have it. So it's, <laughs> it's going to be a tense birthday there for Eddie Spaghetti. Let me steer it back six topics to Mother's Day here. And check, <laughs> I want to, uh, yes, you're right. It did uh, sneak up on us. I mean, there's so much sports going on. It's very sad. But I, what I want to do is I think I we both scrambled to get gifts and arrange uh, for meals and everything. Um but maybe we compare how we did uh, for our wives. Now, you you have what your your wife? I mean, you have like thirteen kids with four women, mm-hmm. right? I, I lost track some, at some, some point. I, me too. So have I. Yeah. So have I. Okay. Uh, so you have to dig deep in your pocket. Maybe you go first. You tell me what uh, you supplied as gifts um, and accounts if you bought from the kids, obviously. And then I'll tell you what I did, and then maybe Martin could decide um, who, who came out the big winner. Well, first of all, you know, I just same thing as New Year's resolutions. I don't just make them for myself. I make them for all of society because I have a heart as big as the sea. Mm. Um, I have an idea here for Mother's Day, not just for me, but for everybody and really for the mothers out there. Um, Why don't we move Mother's Day to your point? There are too many sports going on, big playoff games, Kentucky Derby and all that kind of stuff. It's around the draft. Let's move it to the deadest spot on the sports calendar so we can focus in on on the mothers, right? Middle of the summer. Yeah, Yeah. somewhere around there. Wouldn't that be a better way to do it? Either way. Yeah. um, Yeah, we, you know, the kids, you know, they get the glory for it, quote unquote, took their mom out for sushi, you know, and they they, they paid for it and everything. My ass, you know? Um, yeah, they looked around. They're looking at their iPads when the check comes, right? It's like, yeah, okay, we got this already. <laughs> oh, no, we got it. No, and then, they, yeah, the older kids, they, t- they take out their mom. They they buy her sushi. Oh, but aren't they the mm. greatest kids in the world? Like, yeah, who's footing that bill, you know? Right. But anyway, listen, let them have their fun. Also, as I always do, you know, my move is I don't know why I'm good at it. When you look at it, me look at me, it doesn't make any sense that I would have this gift. But for whatever reason, the fashion god smiled on me. I have an uncanny 
ability to pick out dresses that the women in my life love across the board. I don't know why. I do a gangbusters job. I am 100%. I've never failed when I pick a dress for the lady in my life, and they always swoon for it. I don't know why I'm good at it, but I am. Sal, so sushi, a dress, let, um, is it flowers, of course, okay. you know, all that. Oh, so yes. I have a question. How many dresses have you gotten your wife to know that this is such a, I mean, I imagine you you know, have women before then, but how many had you gotten your wife specifically to know that this is something she also likes? Was this trial by a trial by? Well, she's she's definitely one of those. She's definitely one of those women kind of like Jennifer Aniston in Friends. Like if she doesn't Mm. like it, she just won't wear it kind of thing. Or like she'll Mm. return it. The sentimentality or whatever you would call it or the the appreciation of the gift wouldn't be enough. It would be like, I'm not going to wear this. So it's got to go. Well, speaking of Jennifer Aniston, six or eight, six or eight, something like that. One of the gifts I got. My sorry. So you're looking at sushi, a dress, and flowers. I I'll match it with the flowers. I got my wife pajamas. She likes pajamas. I got her like a Disney princess necklace. They're going to Disney for the uh, 700th time in three months. Um, next week or this week or something. I don't know. Oh, we'll going. see him over there because we're going there too. That's when are you going? Uh, in a week or two. Something oh, okay. like that. Yeah. All right. Well, she. I think they're going Wednesday, but there's a chance they oh, stay okay. two weeks. So who the hell? Who the, <laughs> uh, uh, the flowers, pajamas, uh, and then I got her um, this thing here, which I thought would be cool. I don't know if you could see. Hold on. Let me hold it up. It's a 3D uh, crystal of her, and you can't really see it. She's got a drink there in her hand. Can you see that? Yeah, it's like it's like a paperweight. Yeah, no? yeah, it's, it's yeah, exactly. It's 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 pretty hefty though, and uh, she was annoyed. Well, she was confused. By the way, it's a little scary too. It's like the eyes follow you and everything. But um, also, the children aren't aren't in there. She's like holding like a margarita, and she was confused by that. But uh, it um, <laughs> it delighted me to no end. So, Martin, who won? I don't know, Sal. Uh, I think <laughs> I got to go with you because simply because <laughs> you have like now that's that's one of those things that could be a, a, a gift for your wife. Also, yeah. potential murder weapon there. Like <laughs> Dave, with Dave, Dave's kids took the glory today, and Dave footed the bill. But Sal, I think you with that with that paperweight, <laughs> yeah, you might you might take this thing the will likely get th- tossed at my head at some point in the next. Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. Sure. I mean, how do you, so, so how does he win? How would you give him the victory? <laughs> I would. I just selfless deed. Sal turned it into a joke again with a drink. Oh, oh mama, on. mama's best friend, the booze. You know, you can't get. <laughs> By the way, I assume well, that was I'm an just saying, you, you make it matter, seem as right? if you're getting a dress for your wife. You 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 have you bought more dresses for your wife. And, and, and however long that I've, I, that's a lot. Six to eight for how long y'all been together? I don't know. It's like a dress <laughs> six a year. To eight sounds like a sentence. You're sentenced to six to eight dresses. Um, <laughs> sometimes that's bad. I, I do think it, where's where's the specialness, Dave? Where, where's you know it's Mother's Day. It's not it's not it's not. Sal gave day. his wife a piece of plastic. What the hell are you it's talking not plastic. about? Plastic. That's not plastic. I'll that toss was... it at you. You'll see if it's plastic or not. I mean, look at that thing. Looks bulletproof. I'll bring it in because she really doesn't want it. Here. All right, thank you, Martin. Thank you. I knew you'd make the right decision there. I want. But that is an homage to where where you met uh, your wife, right? She you know, went, did, did she have a drink in hand down the south of the border? Right. We we did meet in uh, Mexico during a bachelor party. Believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, no, it's an homage to how lazy I was, um, rifling through pictures after an hour I gave up, I couldn't find a good one of her and the kids. So I was like, all right, this seems funny. This makes me laugh. So this is going to have to be, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) there you go. Hey, uh, rich strike 80 to one wins the Kentucky Derby. My God, this horse came out of nowhere. I don't know if you guys saw the replay of the overhead, which I think was like in, um, 16th place with 35 seconds left or something nuts. 
it shocked the, the guy who was calling it, like mentioned Rich, Rich Strike for two seconds at the very end. You know, you usually get a good six, seven second lead up, even from a horse that's coming. I mean, it was it was so out of the race that we thought it was the two horse that won. We didn't see it was 21 because, by the way, there are 20 horses in the race and the number 21 won. Sheck, this is crazy. It is. It's. It really is. It's not overstating it based on the odds. It it uh, transcends even Buster Douglas knocking out uh, yeah. Mike Tyson over in Japan. What was that? Thirty-one to one. Yeah, I, you them? know, you see anywhere from thirty to forty to one. But yet, that is widely mentioned as the biggest upset in our lifetime. And that was going to be my next question to you: Is this the biggest upset? Should it count as the a big upset, Mart? I don't know. It's a. It's a horse. It still is a horse. So it's weird. Um, to, yeah, I, to, you know, put it next to the, you know, the, the Cavaliers who were down three to one or whatever. I was about to say, this feels like more cause, cause it is a horse. It does feel like more like the books got it wrong. I don't, yeah. but even though after watching the race, I like, I, I mean, I just watched the replay. It was like my man or my horse, rather, I should say, <laughs> he took off down the stretch <laughs> and man. got that yeah. inside. That was crazy to see how, how much ground he covered. And the maneuvering, does, too. If you saw the overhead, had to go in and out. Wasn't on the outside the whole time. Really had to fight through, zigzag through the field. But I do think that like for a biggest upset, I think you do have to have more people involved. Like, I, I need, like, I there has to be, like, a man choking. Like, the, the, did the winning horse or the horse that would have won, did that horse choke? You know what I'm saying? I don't think so. I think we just had, a, like, a Well, I had Messier finish 15. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, Shaq, I, you almost think it's like a Rosie Ruiz situation. Like, if we didn't have cameras, first of all, maybe maybe it shouldn't be 80 to 1. This is a two-minute race. This is not over the course of a year. Which weird shit could happen, right? Who knows what's going on? Right. But I did, I did think about the Rosie Ruiz, like, the horse came from nowhere, or maybe it literally came from nowhere. Maybe it just started the race like halfway through. Somehow got off at the subway. <laughs> well, it's a sweet story, except that the horse is clearly a douchebag. You know, he's out yeah. there biting everybody and everything else. <laughs> I think it's fine. Is he a drunk? I don't know what he is. He got a substance abuse problem. Who knows? Let's get to no more. This is the biggest upset since uh, since the mighty New York Rangers couldn't get past a third string goalie named oh, Louis Domingue. Oh no! Oh no! All right, let's bring that up. Happy birthday, Eddie Spaghetti. He turned 30. Good job by you, Eddie. How, how does it feel? How does it feel, Eddie? It's terrible. It's a sad birthday. I don't like being old. <laughs> I see myself as like a early to mid-20s, like a 24, 25, 26-year-old. Uh, 30 is like, oh, you have responsibilities and you're an adult. People expect things of you. And- oh, you don't have responsibilities. Well, I'll say, I, as someone who recently turned 30 and then 31 and 32, you stay the same. So after 30, it's like the same until at least 35 because I feel mm-hmm. no different. I've, I've told people I was 30, like when they were asking me, uh, at least for 18 months after turning 30. So you, you don't, I mean, uh, you don't lose. Like I feel like from 25 to 30, I was the same person. Mm-hmm. From 30 to at least to 33 coming up in a couple months, I felt the same level. Like all the soreness that you feel now, it doesn't get that much worse. You know what I'm saying? It's just, just going to, but oh, it's going to happen. 40 is the big worse. one, right? Right, Sal, the worst. That's the one that for some reason, like literally the, the week I turned 40, my eyes went out. All of a sudden, I just couldn't really yep. like, that's when like, oh my God, do I, it, it, Sal doesn't drink, but if you do, like I, I do, start. like all of a sudden it's like, oh man, why do I not feel well? Like, you, well, you had a couple of drinks last night. I know, like, well, I always have a couple of drinks at night, you know, what the, yeah. the, uh, 
Um, but check, even worse than that, I didn't even appreciate 40 when it happened. Now all I'm like, all I say is like, oh, I wish I can go back to 40. I went, that, that's now the number you want to go back to. I don't know. But Spaghetti, you, you really did it. And he did it with his best friends. He did it with Ed, uh, Ed Vetter and the rest of the gang there. Yeah, so, Double dipping at, at the forum. How was that, Spaghetti? And so now you're done with them, right? You went to see Pearl Jam twice this weekend? Yeah, I have, a, I have 11 days off before the next concert in Vegas. Uh, so a little, little, bit, little bit of a break. And it was a good, it was a welcome distraction from the disaster of that last Penn's Rangers game. Mm. All right. Well, listen, on your 30th birthday, now, Sheck, I know you're a big Penguins fan. Penns are now minus 184 to win the series. They're up two to one. The Rangers minus 118, slight favorite tonight. Sheck. It's his 30th birthday. I know you probably normally would be rooting for the Penguins, but you have to be rooting for the Rangers on Eddie's big day, no? No, of course. Of course I am, yes. I'm a human (laughs) being after all. I mean, all I can tell you is I know people talk about it every year when the playoffs start, but I, I must reiterate. It, why do we submit ourselves to mm. this torture chamber that is the NHL playoffs? It Cap is the most unpleasant. Oh, it is yeah. the most unpleasant experience mm-hmm. out there. I, I mean, I, well, I, I'm sure there are, people could cite some other things that are more unpleasant. But I mean, this thing to choose that I am going to like the, uh, the bad stuff that happens in life. You seek to avoid not this. Oh, oh, no. Clear the schedule. I have to torture myself emotionally and spiritually and physically. I get sick watching these playoff games. They're they're the worst thing that ever happened to me, and I can't wait for the next one. It's the worst thing. You and Hench hit it on the head in that it's just nonstop action. Now, you get 15, 20 minutes in between periods, but unlike any other sport, you could score or be scored on within I don't know, four seconds. So you're always looking at that, you know, football for the most part. Yeah, you could throw a pick six, but when you have the ball, you're not going to get scored on, right? You're not going to, the deficit isn't going to increase if you're losing. Baseball, for sure. You get any, you get your at-bats, the other team gets their at-bats. But hockey, it is not like that at all. I do feel bad for you guys going at it right now. I do feel bad one of you is going to lose your hair or one of you is going to get uh, a plastic hockey ball um, <laughs> shot on you. The hair, we did the cap of consequences. If the Rangers lose the series, Dave cuts Eddie's hair. Eddie, this could be your last week of hair. I offered to hair. give Spaghetti a pass on this, for oh, the record. I, I, mean, said, just, I, I, I said, I'll wear it either way. Let's just move forward so we can enjoy or suffer organically the, <laughs> no, the torture that is, uh, that is the... I mean, the miniseries level torture melodrama of, of every playoff series is just the, the worst thing and, and really hard to um, really hard to compare to any other sporting event. I'm sorry, Spaghetti. Go ahead. Well, it sounds sadistic, but I'm OK with the, the consequence. Like, I'm OK with whatever penalty comes my way because the Rangers should win this series. And if they don't, then I, I'm going to want to feel some sort of pain because weirdly, this is the first time uh, in a playoff run where I expect the Rangers to win, so I, I don't have any nerves. Now, if they lose the game tonight and it's 3-1, I'm going to start – start it will creep in that, like, <laughs> oh, man, they actually could lose this. I don't – right now, as we're recording, I don't think they're going to lose tonight. I don't think they're going to – they're going to win. They're going to go up 3-2 in this series. They're the better team, and they've just been snake bit <laughs> by just insane penalties and insane officiating that's going – not even just this series. It's going around the league. Colorado series that happened just happened with the the Kings Oilers series. 
goalie interference is just a, a rule that the the league has not gotten right. So I feel good right now. But uh, if they lose tonight, then but I'm spaghetti. I'm, spaghetti. As you know from this year and years past, the better team doesn't win these series a lot of times, right? And maybe they're not even the better team. You're right. But it's not the I, mean, I guess the Avalanche are taking care of business there. But every other series is two two. The inferior team is winning five to two. Like it's it's crazy, and that, that adds to the uh, mystery of hockey. Now, I will say this, by the way, the other part of that cap of consequences: if the Rangers win, Sheck uh, as holy goalie has to dress as a priest or a pope or Jesus and get a hockey puck uh, shot at him. We haven't decided for how long. I, I think it should last two hours, but you think it's one <laughs> shot check? I don't know. We, that wasn't made up. That wasn't made clear. Uh, what, what was made clear is the Parlay Kid on Friday's episode said, uh, and maybe we have audio of this. Eddie, to me, is a much bigger fan of the Rangers than Dave is of the Pittsburgh Penguins. No, he's a bigger fan. He's a bigger fan. He's a bigger fan. I, I, he is. He is. Eddie... Eddie lives, Eddie lives and dies with this stuff. I don't know if I could say the same thing with Dave. I, Eddie's a bigger fan. Parley Kid believes Eddie is a much bigger Rangers fan than Dave is a Penguins fan. I agree. I don't understand. I why, agree. Why, why is that? Well, Parley Martin, Kid's go ahead. You something there. Jump in. I mean, I just, I, just visually, I've seen Eddie wear more Rangers stuff in general than I see <laughs> Dave. I don't even never seen Dave. All he has to talk about is uh, Sid the Kid Crosby, and, and then he likes to talk about uh, the guy he says uh, Mario Lemieux from, and that's it. That's all I hear. I, Eddie is actually invested. I hear Eddie's got a whole little hockey minute on uh, on minus three. Uh, Eddie for sure, absolutely. It's not well. A we we, we can go an hour and, on and what makes the up. other thing is too because you yeah. know I because because uh, Dave. As much as he wants to talk about the city of champions and this, that, and the third, he knows it's really just the Steelers. It's really Interesting. Just the Steelers. <laughs> oh my God! I, I think you're a little out of your depth there, Marty. Uh, the, um, <laughs> <laughs> the the Penguins have won three Stanley Cups this millennium. I that, I think it's the opposite. I'm satiated. You know, I feel like I'd love I'd love one last run for the for the Penguins' big three who've been together for 16 years. Uh, Latang, Malkin, and and Kid Crosby, of course. Um, so and maybe is, like this 20 is likely years, their last yeah. ride, but you know, Spaghetti's still hungry for his first. He didn't That's really. It. He didn't really. What was it? Wait, thirty. I, I'm, I always get confused. You weren't alive, or at least you don't remember the Rangers winning the 94. cup in '94. Yeah, spaghetti. I mean, obviously, I've I've drank from the cup figuratively and, in fact, literally mm. once, but five times I've I've enjoyed watching my team win the cup. So I, you know, if, if they lose, I'll be sad. But it's like, well, I, you know. I so you're actually times. agreeing. You're agreeing with the parlay kid. I think the fairer comparison is to compare you as a fan at 30 years of age and Spaghetti as a fan now. I think that would be fairer because you're not as hungry. And as the parlay kid said, Eddie lives and dies as a Rangers fan. Well, no fair? one's as hungry as Eddie Spaghetti. He's got oh, an insatiable go. appetite. Look at him. These are the <laughs> results, you know. Let's In his 30s, let's really all team up here at the dawn of your 30s. Let's all get together because he is slowly <laughs> but surely eating himself to death. That's true. And I don't, I don't like the direction that he's taking this thing. I mean, of course, listen, I'm a, yeah. I don't know how to gauge somebody cares more than I do. Obviously, uh, a a man of my advanced age shouldn't be as invested emotionally, and my emotions shouldn't swing off of what these strangers do. Martin says you need to wear more paraphernalia. (laughs) I'll buy buy more stuff. I'll get a tattoo on my forehead to please you. (laughs) I I know that Dave is is stewing in his couch every every Sunday watching Ben Roethlisberger completely just 
stink up the first three and a half quarters of a football game until he miraculously pulls something out. And I had to hear from week in, week out, what about the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> it's all time. That's true. Spaghetti, go ahead. Spaghetti, are you a bigger fan than Dave right now? And then we can move on. No, I honestly, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think I am. And just in the oh. sense that Dave, I mean, yeah, yes, the Rangers are my number one team far and away. Uh, I care the most about them over any other. Is that uh, right? Oh, More yeah, than the yeah. Yankees or the oh. Giants? Wow. Oh, yeah. The Yankees, well, the Yankees aren't close. Yeah, it's it's mm. definitely, it's it, it, the top three, the Giants, uh, the Irish and, and the Rangers. But um, uh, but like, like that you just brought up with, with the Yankees, I do have four sports to care about. Um, and I have a basketball team that I somewhat care about. Dave doesn't have the NBA, so I, I th- Dave has three teams he has to give his uh, his all to. Where I have a, a few more, and Dave did see the cup, so I, I would assume like that's it, it's a different scenario because of somebody who is satiated versus somebody who was two years old when they last won a cup. Right. So I think we it, could I think we could settle this with one question: Have you ever um, gone to an aquarium during a Rangers playoff game? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> all right. Okay, you win. You win. I was a wee lad. The first thing sporting events I ever went to was with my old man and uncle mike and my sister amy it's a generations long thing in I my know. family the penguins and everything else like, go a bigger on. fan than me whatever right. <laughs> it doesn't if, if spaghetti's a bigger fan than i am if anybody can gauge this and correctly assess it i tip my cap to you'll him. give it to <laughs> well, i did that's right. fine <laughs> all right hey guys Let's turn to baseball, where Pittsburgh is thriving. We'll get to that in a second. But the baseball <laughs> season, let's turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers could step up to the plate with a risk-free first bet up to $1,000. And with FanDuel, same game parlays, you can turn little bets into big paydays. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. No better place to bet America's pastime than America's number one sportsbook. Parley insurance is great. One of the reasons I love betting on FanDuel. It has great promotions every day. Safe and secure app. You get paid fast. So you should download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code extra points to get started with your risk-free first bet up to $1,000. And let me tell you, I have a same game parlay right there on FanDuel. You'll see me smug a picture taken of me probably, yeah, 2009 with my arms folded. Same game parlay here. It pays about <laughs> four to one. Cubs plus a run and a half. Hendricks, four or more strikeouts. Giants to win and Belt to score a run. Yeah, Brandon Belt scores a run. That pays about four to one. That's a same game parlay. Plus, do it on FanDuel and let them know that we sent you here from extra points. I do want to... Um, Point to this Pirates thing. My God, check. The Reds were two, three and 22. They go to Pittsburgh. They went to Pittsburgh, right? Was that in Pittsburgh? I think it was in Cincy. Oh, in Cincinnati. All right. I, I take this all back then. <laughs> so the Pirates <laughs> lose two out of three to this terrible, terrible team um, that almost doubles their win total just this weekend. And the first game they lost, which I mean, the Pirates are, are great for this. There are really some really fascinating stories. They had to start a second baseman at catcher, right? Josh Van Meter. What happened? One of them got injured. One of them got thrown out, right? Arguing balls and strikes or something uh, from the bench. I, I believe know Dave was locked in super big Pittsburgh fan of every Pittsburgh <laughs> oh, team ever. Boy. Dave, I'm sure he was <laughs> locked into this weekend series. Anyway, they, they allowed seven runs in the first inning because they had a, a start a catcher who didn't play uh, that position since he was 14 years old. Check. 
Come on. Right. Well, of course, I, I've already, as you said, they're a ter- the Reds are a terrible team. I think that uh, that description sort of fits the Pittsburgh Pirates yeah. as well. I mean, of course, I'm not going to sit around and watch Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. I'm not a sucker because I was born <laughs> there. The, the, the ownership doesn't try. Uh, in fact, someone loyal to small mar- or not small market baseball teams, but to any baseball organization that isn't spending money when they're all flush with money in 2022. Don't don't be duped by whatever the owner claims like, oh, we're we're in the red now. No, you're all making money. You're all no, but the all right. So, but just so the of same. course, if you don't do it, yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna watch that. Whatever the Reds and the Pirates are playing each other and one beat the other, color yeah. me disinterested (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean the reds somehow have the pirates beat by like 60 million dollars in payroll (laughs) still still uh still can't get it together well i I didn't understand this baby face so what happened with the catchers uh well they're uh the catcher roberto perez injured injured himself unfortunately uh rounding second base so he was out yeah and then uh andrew knapp their backup catcher was ejected in the sixth inning what do you arguing. mean the sixth inning? This all happened in the second inning, though. Is this a? Uh, was I think this it was a doubleheader. Second game of a doubleheader. Okay. Right, right, right. Um, so they had to go to their emergency catcher, uh, Josh Van Meter. Awesome. Um, who hadn't played in high school, and really the the bigger problem was he he couldn't frame. Uh, they were blaming it on that he couldn't frame strikes. Blame it on the frame. Yeah. yeah. So, right. so he allowed seven runs and, uh, yeah, but it, I don't know, you know, I gave up on the pirates and, and Dave gave me a lot of crap. I, I remember for, well, cause what? I didn't embrace another team. That's the difference. I didn't like become a Yankees fan and start walking oh, around town in my, in my Yanks hat. I mean, oh, you're not gonna so see you me just, wearing so a, you just, uh, you just opt Dodgers out when the times hat. get tough. Is that what it is? Times yeah. get tough. Dave says, I choose no. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. Is there a better yes. case for regulation in American sports than the Pittsburgh Pirates? I say that all the time. No. I've, said that, I've said that many times. It would be the greatest if we uh, if relegation. We have rele- right? Relegation. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. What did I say? Re- regulation. I don't know. Oh, I meant relegation. Whatever. I think both. The soccer uh, thing. Yeah. Either way. I mean, well, you couldn't do it in football, obviously, um, and it would be tough, but. In baseball, it's it's tailor made for it, especially given the structure of Major League Baseball. I think it would be so exciting. And as I've said, for you know, for the vast majority of 25 years, that's where the the Pirates would be right on the edge most seasons. That would be a it would make it so much more entertaining with all the other bottom feeders of baseball. If, if it was like you lose this one, Altoona's replacing you. The Altoona so what does curve that do? is playing. Yeah, so you just say you have to create other pro teams, then, right? Or you're just taking their AAA from uh, other uh, squad. Uh, I, I, no, you'd no, have to create you would have a teams. second. T- I, I mean, I, I'm not up to speed on Premier League how it operates, and you know, over there. But um, so you just need yeah, all different you cities. Have, you need like no, you would get no. Like it would be, let's say, I don't know how you. I don't know how you manage it, but, you know, the second level in Premier League, well, the Premier League is the number one, but the second tier of of right. English soccer, like whoever wins that championship moves up. So you would have to have a national triple A tournament. And so, like, you know, whoever Toledo Mudheads are the best team in triple A, they move up to the. No, but the well, that's team. what I'm asking. Is it just the triple A's or do we have to create all different? Because I don't think it could be triple A's because then you're you're taking from the the. 
the father franchise. You know what I'm saying? No, then you send them. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, let work it out. I, I don't know. All I don't right, know right. the reason. Think I think no, it'd be fun I to think watch. This could though. be a thing. Look, it's never going to happen. But I, I, I no, think of it, course, it's, it's never going to yeah. happen. But still, it, it, it would be just marvelous, and it would right. make things a lot more compelling mm-hmm. in August and September when you're coming down the stretch of a mm-hmm. of a hundred loss season. Yeah, you know course. what's marvelous, Martin? I know you don't like this, and it's maybe not a hundred percent official. But Nikola Jokic wins MVP. Yes. So I win money. I know Mark doesn't like this so. idea. I mean, on, I got I win money. What, what? You didn't have money on Embiid. What do you care? I had Come money on. on Giannis, the true. Oh, you did MVP of this season. Yes, because I, I was like, why is job so? I was like, why is the best player in the league have the third to fourth worst odds to be or third to fourth best odds to be the NBA MVP? This I is silly. Know. His team's the top of the East. All Play they more. do is keep winning. Oh wait, Play he, more. He, he didn't Play miss. more than. Play more than uh, don't miss 15, 17, 18 games, and then you you could show your worth better. Maybe that, maybe, that must be what it is. Don't miss seventeen games. How dare you be so efficient? You only play thirty minutes a night. I'm, I'm sorry, I go. It's crazy. Who plays thirty minutes a night? Gian, Giannis plays like less minutes than almost everybody. Like in the regular season. Well, the, the, that's. But I'm saying that like, how many games can you miss and then just claim you're a uh, look? Obviously, they're not anywhere in contention. But you could say this for any of these guys. What what I'm saying is I won money on it. So let's just embrace. Finally, I win a bet. If uh, <laughs> if this actually is happening, I know it's being reported. But and by the way, this really this is says volumes for Twitter too. Everyone says Twitter sucks. Here's what I based the Jokic pick on. About two months ago, I saw a poll over media members. A hundred media members, sports, media, NBA, uh, didn't necessarily get a vote, but they all weighed in like 75 of the hundred or something said Jokic. I'm like, holy shit, he's minus 140. I had to take that check. You don't have a problem with Jokic winning MVP, do you? Yeah, I do. No, I, de- I definitely think it's uh, Giannis is the best player. It's that, uh, you know, people get yeah. tired of who is the best player and then they start looking for who improved their team. And, right. you know, listen, they Embiid, you can make a case, was more valuable to his team. Giannis, certainly. to his, I mean, listen, to Tatum, you can That would have been the a, case, uh, Dave. That was the award, the most valuable. So the one who was more valuable probably should have mm-hmm. been higher favorite or maybe even won it. Who knows? Look, but all I'm I saying mean, is— like all- a sixth-place team, I don't know. I, it, it's strange to me, but it's funny that there's this weird momentum specific to the NBA— and people are saying now vote and you know of course anybody with any sense would advocate make it a post postseason award because it's it's really a gut punch it's almost like seeing if you're a browns fan and your team is is tracking towards a miserable season and then the baker mayfield ad pops up it's the opposite of charming it makes you sick it's sort of like if you're a you know if you're a Jokic guy you're like I don't want to see him right now. I'm too upset to hear anything about him. Make it a post postseason award for everybody, but it should apply to all sports, shouldn't it? When the most valuable is the guy who shines when the games are most important. So I think save so. it for that. I think who in college football, season? I think it hurts the most in college football when you get a guy from a you know a, a, a shit school who's not going to make a, a reputable bowl, and he's going to get he's going to gain points in the postseason because. The quarter Alabama quarterback threw three interceptions against Georgia. I don't know. It gets it gets weird in there. I, I know what you're saying, but uh, also let, let's everybody who's like down on Jokic probably picked him at some point for MVP. Everyone's so full of shit. You picked four right. MVPs this year, and either Jokic was or wasn't one of them. So get over yourselves, everyone. I'll be honest, you, I, I've yeah. I never I never last year I thought he was. I really did, but this year it was kind of like all right. Well, what? Like basically, mm. what's what's the next step? Like, where's the next shoot? If he's if he's this great, 
then why are the results like this? And I know that's kind of Skip Bayless and to, to go to, to the right there. But if you're compared, there's only can be one, Sal. That's like, I just don't understand. And then, and then to see really what it is to me is to see people say Jokic is the MVP and then in the same breath say that Devin Booker gets hurt. So the, the Suns are now, uh, you know, they went from Western Conference locks to now, now it's all up in the air. Right or or like Embiid gets hurt against the Sixer. I mean against uh against Miami, and it's like man, it's doc like they might as well just call the series early down two zero. It's over with. But like it, I get it, it just drives me nuts. Lots of stars on lots of teams who would be done without these stars. But and there's only one award, which is your your bigger and better point. But uh, let's so stop get, with the, the everyone's like, I let's got- put respect on this man's name, and then they fill it in the blank with five names. Well, I mean, I, I don't think there's a better example of value to a team than Embiid. I mean, they they, they get whipped without him for two sure. games. So he comes back, then they win two. I mean, what what. Well, that pretty much uh, points at that. But of course, as I think you just hinted at there, Sal, a second ago, it's the human um, mm. element that may, once people determine, part of the human condition is people have a hard time moving off of an opinion that they forge in their brain, even if mm. they decided it in late January. Oh, I think Jokic is going to win this again. It's hard to shake one's, the man in the mirror's opinion on that come voting time. A lot of people, it's the same thing. This goes on forever with Heisman votes. Yeah. And, and as long as people have been voting on these things, people predetermine their vote before the end of the season, and these are the results. Yeah, for sure. All right, now, I, I did want to think of because I was doing a lot of thinking about it this weekend, and um, I, I said Twitter was great for that pick for me because I looked at that one, whatever it was, poll or whatever, but... Uh, but here's why it's bad, because at this stage, tell me if you disagree, second round of the playoffs is when it really heats up with the referee screwed my team. And you're never going to see that more than with basketball. And it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily the referee's fault, although we do see games where they are atrocious. And check atrocious. Rangers fans, check Rangers fans' uh, Twitter feeds right now. You might but, uh, find. <laughs> but here's the thing. Hockey, how many penalties average in a game? Like six, seven? Yeah, some probably something like that. Five, six. How many like fouls have to be called in an NBA game? Forty. Let's say. Wait, no. Yeah, forty on on a, on a on a rougher game, anywhere from forty to sixty. Tell you so, one that didn't need to be called was the one against Chris Paul for uh, Chris Paul six. But anyway, I'm sorry. But no, no, remember. that's the point. So like when, the tonnage of fouls that have to be called in a regular NBA. Believe me, you can watch an NFL game and there could be no calls the whole game, and you might get a couple of people like, "Oh, that should have been a call there," but you'll be okay, and the crew won't be scrutinized as much as if there are zero calls in an NBA game, right, Martin? If there's but there's like obviously there's like thirty five to forty visible incidents in which that was clearly obviously impact right. that impacted okay. the offensive. Player, so within those impact, forty, yeah. there's going to be three or four or seven or ten that you're going to think, "Oh, my team got screwed." Just the tonnage of fouls that need to be yeah. called dictate that oh my god the, and twitter of course makes this worse of course everybody thinks their team got screwed I, it just sucks that it has to come down to who's making their threes and who got screwed the least in the foul you know and that's who's winning to me I, that's what i looked at it today i was like oh there's no way around this for the rest of the, the way I know. it's true but sal i'm curious where you come down on this i don't even mean it from a gambling standpoint this Woj kind of hinted at whatever that was a week or three mm. ago that like oh see this is gonna create greater heat between the players and the fans sure. and all of that but as we sit here in may of 2022 
Do you believe that in any of the four major leagues that any of the officials, any of the officials are rooting for any team to advance? I mean, because this is, it is really a grown people sit there on Twitter to their friends otherwise and mm. say, the league is against my team. They're biased in favor of the other team, all that kind of stuff. They want, they, they make calls for this guy. I do think where it's true is with the face of the league. Tom Brady gets calls. Michael Jordan sure. gets calls. Barry Bonds got calls. Sidney Crosby gets <laughs> calls. I don't think it extends to the Penguins, as, as Rangers fans are saying. Well, the, the, the league wants the Penguins to win. It's not makes sense. If you're the face of the league, yeah, you do get calls after a certain But not teams. Time, but, so you're saying individuals teams, get calls, but that, not teams. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to say I know every official is not rooting for a team because that would be with the – Tim Donahue knew it's like you know right, I, right, right, right. it's a couple of decades removed, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, I you I'd like to think that that's the case, Martin. Uh, but just, but do you think that's the case? I think, I think there's a whole level. I think there's a whole level of referees that want to be famous, like are not want to be famous, but are attached to like the trappings of it. Like I, I something about Scott Foster to me gives me the vibes that when everybody is in the crowd saying "F Scott Foster." That he like secretly wants to clap, like he secretly is like I got, I got, I got, I got him again. Like, I don't know if he goes in with the idea, like you know what, I'm really gonna stick it to to Kevin Looney today, right? But when the opportunity presents itself, he's gonna do his thing. Like I think that there's a, I think that there is something to that, because like so I there mean, might not be a rooting interest, but some referees are more arrogant there than others in that, and so and that might manifest itself yes, in I think bigger so. more important calls down the stretch i think so it's kind of kind of like where where uh like what draymond was talking about how if the fans in memphis do this i'll respond in a certain way yeah i think referees i think some referees probably have a very similar attitude but will never ever say it out loud well i i but okay but i think the difference is and what i pointed out just the the amount of fouls and the tonnage of fouls that are necessary for an nba game that are called you could say the the argument with football is we got to get these full-time officials they have to be better i don't think it ever matters how good a referee is going to be because there is going to be controversial calls only because there are so many out of 50 there are going to be five mm -hmm. or seven that are controversial so i don't think um yeah, ruining interest, arrogance, all that could factor in, but I don't think um, you know ability uh, factors in. I know this. If all right, cool. If y'all just want to do every single time somebody gets hit in the head, call it a flagrant foul. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But we got to stop looking at it. We can just see the replay. We uh, the replay should only go from flagrant one to flagrant two. If you go back to the monitor and you come back with this is a personal foul. That I need, I need some type of ref, referee punishment or something because it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Every single time somebody gets tapped on the head, we got to go look to see review. It's like, no, nah. Gary Payton, Dylan Brooks, flagrant foul, got you. Draymond, flagrant foul. But like, some of these, it, it is. You can't tell the difference between a one or a two. And spaghetti brings up the point between goalie interference or not. There's just going to be some of these that we can't. I, I, but I don't know that that's the referee's fault. I think that's the rules committee, right? I think yeah. Well, it's because it's it's almost it's borderline unfixable. Like, is that a foul or not? Mm -hmm. Is is a difficult thing to assess because right. there's subjectivity that will never be resolved. Whereas, like, I don't know if it's better or worse, but umpires in baseball is like. 
Well, we have the now we have the technology to see if that was a strike or not. Like it'd be like the, so it's more vexing if you're yeah. a baseball fan. Like, well, that was a strike, but the thing it was in the K zone. What are we talking about? I mean, you know that was a strike. Things that you can see on video to 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 clarify. Like, what did he get that yard? Did he get that football to the goal line? Did the nose of it touch the thing? Those things are vexing because we can see the results from home. Yes. I think it's debatable, and so that's where this hockey and basketball are kind of like you know is he in the crease and did he force that contact or didn't he and did chris paul and you know those things will always be up for debate i guess but i think think we also part of it too is the whole tv show of it all because like if you think about it now what do they do when they have those moments that dave just talked about oh let's Mm -hmm. go talk to uh america's referee gene steratore or monty mccutcheon or whatever and sit there and break down the call whether or not this and that because like like Dave just said, we all sat there and watched what just happened. It takes how many replays to ascertain? Two, right. three. It should just. It could be as easy as like somebody just. Hey Scott, uh, yeah, that was a personal foul, Chris Paul. Boom, called it. Out. I don't know if it's that easy. Now the foul, but no, I, I think like uh, to play off Dave's point there. I think baseball officials, umpires need to watch their shit more than anybody else. But because you're right, they could be replaced by robots in a second. They can. Almost every judgment call, anything you see, can be, you know, figured out by some kind of computer animated thing. Uh, I think basketball refs have to worry about that the least. Not that they worry at all, but they have to worry about that the least because there are dozens of fouls given out. Now, the rules officials could help them uh, in a lot of the uh, situations you said, but I don't know that they could make that much of a difference overall. But Sunday games, let's go over them real quick. Dallas won 111-101. They even the series. This is a fun one all of a sudden, although they should have won by 40. I don't know why that was close, and it makes me think that the Suns are going to maybe win this in six. Um, minus 235 the Suns are for the series, plus 190 the other way. Uh, Philly, 116-108, winner over the Heat. Oh, the Heat are minus 146 now. You guys think either of the teams that even the series, who has the better shot at winning? Probably, well, odds-wise, it's the uh, Sixers, right? Yeah, I'd say uh, zero, neither one. Neither one mm. of those teams are going to win the series. I think they'll both be over in six. Uh, and, but see, that's the thing. Game by game by game. If you said Phoenix is six on game one, and then you've watched the last two games, maybe you feel a little bit funny. But like you said, Dallas should have won that game by half a trillion points. I'm concerned with Luka Doncic and the way that he's been, I don't want to say playing, because he's been playing great. But it, it's, teammates aren't getting doesn't necessarily get involved in the same way. And I think that Dallas is one more year of being one more player away. Like, if they had DeAndre Ayton and Luka, I think that be a, that series would be completely flipped. Um, and then the yeah. Sixers, uh, the Sixers, I just, how, how much longer can they run out with Joel Embiid? Because, I mean, the man is falling apart. Like, the ligament, the, 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 the mask, and then, I mean, played played very well in, in return, but it's just like, is Danny Green going to be filling up, what, 20 points a game? What do you think? Well, I don't know if you saw did you see winning time yesterday, Martin? I did. You, guys did, you did. Well, I, I think here's your answer right now. Embiid, when he thinks he's done, when he's out, I can't go anymore, we'll call timeout, I can't get my wind. You need the assistant coach to come up to him and say, hey, these are the MVP votes. Here's what you lost to Giannis about. And then that'll spark him. All of a sudden, he'll get a sky hook going. 
Wait a minute. I'm mixing two different things. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Well, mix these two things. Embiid is a prominent basketball player, but he's wearing a mask like a hockey player. Shouldn't he okay. paint it like a goalie? I think it would be cool. He could really get something snazzy going with the mask. Oh, yeah. He doesn't do that. But either way, yeah, I hear you. It, it feels like, you know, in, in basketball, that's kind of the rhetoric you hear when a team is down 18 and they have to push real hard to catch up and they get it within a point or they mm. tie the game. And then the other team hits the gas again and they pull away. You expend so much energy to catch up. I think that's kind of what the Sixers series is now tracking to be. They had, they had to work real hard. I'm surprised that they actually did even the series. I do think, though, that uh, that they are putting the rearview mirror uh, sooner rather than later. And, man, that Mavs team is dangerous, obviously. They have a bunch of scores out there. That's always scary to me. I know that the model is, to Marty's point, is like a player away big three that's what's yeah. required in the nba it's different but when you have that many scores on the floor it's kind of scary ultimately though yes i will take the suns it's to a, advance in the, this series today's they got the dinwiddie and brunson are and luca obviously but dorian finney smith gets a lot more shot attempts than i would expect yeah in that starting lineup and he went crazy the last two games he's hit really well from three but that's come that's come and go and I don't think it'll probably be gone when they go back to uh, Phoenix. Well, the good news is with both those series 2-2, we we're looking at potential game seven Sunday. I was looking at the weekend. And of course, the NBA screwed this up again. There are no Saturday games. There's no scenario where there's a Saturday what? game. On, there's no Saturday games. Wow. It's either it's Friday, Sunday uh, for all these teams. It's either a game six or a seven. So don't even get me started on this. I don't know why we can't get a Saturday. But uh, maybe that maybe that should be Mother's Day, the Saturday after Whatever we think is Mother's okay. Day. That's it. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. That's yeah, the, the, not cool of it to sneak up on us right. like it did. So right. It's not our fault. But let's go over tonight's games. Uh, this is a great one. Boston at Milwaukee. Milwaukee, uh, one-point favorite. 212 is the over-under. The Bucks lead 2-1. to one. They pulled that out Saturday. Great game. Big volleyball uh, fest at the end. Celtics couldn't get the shot off in time. Milwaukee wins the game. Um I'm going with them. I like the under more in this game. I think it's 105-100 is I have a final score, but I like Milwaukee to win. At home in the playoffs, under Budenholzer, 19-4, a 12-point margin of victory. And again, Martin, this could be an FU game for Giannis, who's crushing Tatum this series, uh, average points per game, 31-20. But he sees the news, Jokic MVP, I'll show them, 105-100 bucks. What do you say, Martin? I think Giannis has figured it out. Like, I think game one, game two, it was a little tough, like, the, what Boston was doing to them offensively. They figured it out. And I think I like Milwaukee here as well. Um, I actually like the over, but you mm. shouldn't like any overs in these playoffs. As <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's like, well, first of all, a lot of these are going under. I don't have the number handy. But doesn't it seem like three starish players are shooting atrociously from – from both teams combined every single game. <laughs> yeah, and then it's completely anecdotal, but you know, we're watching it on TNT, FanDuel will come up with the with the, the start uh and midway through the fourth quarter, they'll have the start of the starting total and then the live total. And it'll yeah. be like significantly at least ten points less than what it was at the start of the game. So it's just like, what are you doing? Of course you gotta take the under. I like the over here, but I'm not gonna bet it. I like Milwaukee to win though. I think that this is the 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 cream is starting to separate. Giannis is under he's undefendable, and if the referees are not going to step in and mm -hmm. and call fouls, because I mean they were playing football, like Giannis was playing football with guys, and I mean he 
if that's going to work, if that if the ref is going to swallow their whistle and not put him call offensive fouls, Boston doesn't have a chance. I didn't track it yesterday, but I know Friday and Saturday, Martin, the first quarter went under in uh, all all NBA games, all four. So maybe that's hmm. the way to do it, the inferior team. Shaq, what was your pick? That's interesting. Yeah, you know, the, the Celtics have proven to be a resilient bunch, and they like to play football too. But I feel like that, you know – you know, what was it, three Celtics, four Celtics combining to do their Charles Smith uh, impression, not mm-hmm. able to finish at the rim there. It's oh so close. Repeatedly again. Right up there with the most exciting moment of these uh, NBA playoffs this spring. But I feel like they kind of feel like, oh, we were so close. Maybe we let one get away. I think now some distance is created. Um, well, they probably feel done. screwed after Marcus Smart ripped through. They call a rip through foul with four seconds left. Like he's not trying to shoot a three. Like that was that was pretty bad. Well, listen, you know, and uh, I hate uh, Celtics fans as much as no more, way more than the next guy. But uh, how are they co- complaining about? They went to the line twice as much as the Bucks in Milwaukee. What are they complaining about? Just in, ge- in general, I know you could say one call here, one call there, but. What the hell? What are we even listening to anymore? Because the league is biased against them. That's why. <laughs> that's why. That's, that's all. That's all you have to say when things don't work out. It's just there's well, no question. There's no question. The league, the most desirable matchup, finals matchup, is Golden State and Boston. Golden State, Milwaukee is 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 number two. I think the worst is Memphis, Miami. Am I right? So uh, what what are, what are the yeah, Celtics right. fans? What are they talking about? I don't get it. I don't get it. What are they? What were they? Twenty eight for thirty four. And the Bucks were 14 for 17 from the line. I, it's just that one instance is so because it's, yeah, it's a it, they're gonna call that for a three points a three point foul at any point. It feels like I mean we just see it all the time. But I got you. I, I do think very quickly on the other series that we're talking about. I I think that. Um, it is a little something to watch, not to overstate the Chris Paul and his family and the Mavericks, but before that, earlier in the series, Luca and Phoenix fans were, were John and stuff. It is something to kind of circle and see how the league handles this, how the officiating works out or works around all that kind of stuff, because Chris Paul is ticked off. You know, that, that it's an ongoing thing. I, I am curious to see the the humanity of the referees. Like, are they predisposed to... Now side with feet. I don't. I. I it, You're it's, talking about players sure. arguing with fans. Well, right? the players yeah. arguing with fans, and now fans are touching Chris Paul's mother yeah. for for goodness sakes on Mother's Day. That's a pretty dark statement uh, about the league and everything else. I have to say, I know, I, I know, I'm a Scrooge about all this stuff, but the NBA this postseason has kind of fed off of the bum regular season. I I've, I found it vaguely. Um, unappealing, especially compared to the glory of the NHL playoffs. Yeah, well, once, really the, once the protest disappeared, um, yeah, you're right. Although I'm, I'm missing the overtime game, Shaq. A lot of blowouts this weekend. I think, like Brother Bry said, if you did a minus two and a half parlay with the home teams, it'd be like 450 to one or something. I, I think there's only been two overtime games, right? The Avs went to overtime, and obviously you're. You're uh, game one with the yeah you know the you know brother Bry and uh, Mikey Meatballs and I'm sure some Islanders fans I am curious they fired their coach Brian uh, uh, Barry Trotz and yeah. I think it's kind of good for the soul of hockey I'm feel bad for the man if he's a he's apparently right. a nice guy charitable and all of that but this is good all uh, big goal totals and everything else this all is right. what the NHL needs so I, so I'm not uh, opposed to it I hear what you're saying though nothing nothing more painful well listen. 
I don't want any overtimes where my team's concerned. No, I, can, I can barely stomach it. It's taken years off my life. I just remember more of them. I don't know. Maybe that'll kick back in this week. All right, so the second game tonight, Memphis at Golden State. The Warriors, 10.5-point favorite, 223.5 is the over-under. John Morant, likely to miss game four. Is that official yet, uh, babyface Joel Solomon? He has a knee injury. Um, how it happened, I have no idea. I saw the replay of uh, Jordan Poole like basically uh, like rubbing a feather over his knee, and then that was it. But it, it seems like it was the play before or a couple plays before where Clay Thompson shoots a three and Ja throws his leg out, and that's what did. Either way, it doesn't look like Morant is playing. I'm taking the 10.5. Uh, I, I like them. Yeah, well, remember what Memphis did without this guy. Um, Golden State may lay up a little bit. They won by 30. I know it's scary um, to take Memphis without job, but they were 20-5 and five without him. They were 18-6-1 against the spread without him. And you got these guys, Martin, like DeAnthony Melton and Kyle Anderson. They step up in his absence. It's the weirdest thing. I like it 114-107 final. And the thing about the also the thing about it, they were twenty and five without him. But if I remember correctly, they were twenty and three and lost the last two games on purpose, or like sat a whole bunch of people. It wasn't just without right. job. Um, and they were averaging like one hundred and twenty points a game, right? They weren't like pulling these things out. Yeah, no, it wasn't. There was no fluke. Like they were legit without him. As they were legitimately one of the best teams. I mean, what he missed twenty games, twenty five games this year, didn't he? Yeah. Towards especially towards down the stretch. Um, I like Memphis plus 10 and a half as well. I think that the whole thing about Jaws knee right now is probably why I felt like Dylan Brooks shouldn't have been suspended after, mm-hmm. after game two. Like, I think that was one of those, we were kind of legislating the outcome as like, if Gary Payton had gotten up and shot two free throws after he got bopped in the head, then he, Dylan Brooks probably would have <laughs> played game three. But I think that's why you see now everybody talk about, he broke the code. Like Jordan Poole did not hurt John Morant's knee on that grab. And if he did, then John Morant shouldn't have been out there in the first place because your knee is clearly not structurally sound, right? I, I mean, I look at it a million times. I don't know. I understand non-contact injuries. I don't understand contact, contact injuries that, that didn't happen. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Light contact Barely contact injuries? I don't know. Yeah, no. Shaq, who do you like in this game? I got to say, I think you guys are overthinking it once again, or at least yeah. you are, Sal, if, if uh, you're... you're ta- it's... Uh, what happens in February against Sacramento has no application in the playoffs. These are completely different things. Like I said last week about the Sixers without Embiid. When you take, when you only are putting five guys out there and the best one, one of the five best in the world, and John Morant, I think, counts as one of those two. You take him off the floor, it's going to negatively impact your team and how in big spots. I, I mean, I like Golden State here. Mine, I, it, double digits is scary, obviously, but I like that. I also like Jordan Poole to go over 20 and a half. Mm. I know it's been a mixed bag with the results there, but again, you're taking jaw off the floor there. There's a deficit in the backcourt. I think Jordan Poole gets off as a result. Well, I think you're right, but I know it doesn't, in February, it doesn't matter towards today, but th- this is a pretty good sample size, 20 and five. It means right that the, team, the team's not lost without him. Whereas I, I, Embiid was, they were like six and eight without Embiid, right? So you couldn't make a determination either way if they were going to fall apart, and they actually did. So who knows if it means anything. I'm going to go, uh, by the way, if you want a player prop, prop, I'll throw one in there too, Shaq. Draymond Green, under eight and a half rebounds. Uh, he's gone under, he's gone under five or under in six of the last eight games. And uh, I don't know, could this be a thing? We talk about the officiating, like maybe say goodbye to Draymond, get him out of there early to uh, create some Now that, you know what? We talk about team-wide yeah. bias. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't think 
that officials are getting word on high from the commissioner or any or network executives like, hey, it'd be really good if the big market teams won. I do think, as I say, face of the league, get certain calls whether you like yeah. it or not. Also, if you're Draymond Green following in the footsteps of Sheed Wallace or Ron mm -hmm. Artest or otherwise, you get a stink on you. You look sideways at the official. They start to look to tee you up and they start to yeah, call fouls on you where they otherwise might not. I mean, that's that's a reality. I think that Draymond gets away with more, honestly. Hmm. I think because his his threshold, his point is so, so far out there that like if it, if everybody else is at 100, Draymond operates at like 150. But his normal I used to feel the same way like about Rodman. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, when, when, yeah, when people say they pick on, the refs pick on Rodman, I'm like, no, he's all over the place. Every play he can get called for something. Like, now you get, like, and then also, too, I think a lot of times guys just don't want to hear that, like, because it's going to be a show. As soon as you call mm -hmm. a foul on Draymond Green, he's running over, especially the way he's been right. acting this series, this postseason. He's been, I don't want to say he's been out of control because he hasn't, like, I mean, he, but it seems like he's been teetering on the edge yeah. for a minute now. It's interesting. It all comes down to, if it's a shame that we have to, have to, and it's not going to change. It, we have to talk about the official. We have to talk about, you could say the stars get the calls, and then Chris Paul has four fouls for the first time in his career at halftime. Like, so then what does that mean? It, it, it's a shame. But this is uh this is just and they're right the be. head games of the of the coaches I mean, it goes yeah. back to Bob Knight kind of stuff is he helping his team or is he hurting his team by constantly jawing is he in fact intimidating the officials by doing that and maybe that is the case with Draymond maybe at this point they don't want to hear about it so they let a little you know, they, something extra I'd like to tell. see that they don't interview referees, college officials from 30 years ago and ask, were you actually intimidated by Bobby Knight? Wouldn't you like to hear a couple of them? Like, you've never seen anything close to that, right? I mean, I felt like, I mean, I watched it and I was rooting for the Hoosiers and I still felt like, ooh, that doesn't happen if Coach Knight's not working the refs on sure. that one. Sure, I'd like to hear their perspective. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back to you with our play of the day. All right, check. I hate to do this to you. I'm not and picking the Pens game. Don't look at me for that. No, I am. Oh, okay. I have to pick the Penguins game? No. What if, I'm just saying my play oh, of the least. day involves what a, the oh, Penguins game. What a, what a fan, Sal. What a, oh, what a big Penguins fan. Oh, you're going to make Right there. You can just tell. You're going to pick. You're going to pick that game for me and Spaghetti. Igor, the the Pittsburghers, they was chanting, dude. Igor, this Shesterkin thinks he's he's some big shit, dude. He got he got the Erod got him, but good a couple times there in the first period. We chased him out of the goal there, dude. Go well, have your go win your Vezina, dude. Yeah, you might do it again. And I hate giving the odds. So I mean, this is minus one sixty six, and I won't do this to you in a play of the day normally, but I think this is such a winner. The Rangers to score over two and a half goals in regulation. Oh, that's a great bet. They've yeah. done that. And again, it's it's 66, minus 166. Uh, How dare guy. you invoke 66? I know. Well, listen, take it up with Fandle. <laughs> All three games, obviously, against the Penguins, they've scored three or more goals. They've scored three or more in 10 of their last 11 games. It's it's a mustish win on Spaghetti's birthday. Couldn't you see at least, at the very least, they're up two to one late in the game. And I feel good about the pulled goalie potential. Oh, Penguins I'd be might bad. Win. Penguins Ooh, might win, but Rangers over two and a half. I think I, it's a I, lot. I, 
I think that's a, a very wise bet on your on, on your part. Thank and I'm you. not I, I'm not only because it's the third string goalie, it's diminishing returns. Obviously, he's a guy who uh, played two regular season games for the Penguins and has mm-hmm. been jammed in there. And he's a third string goalie who is 30 years of age, who only played two games for a reason. It's, uh, you know, diminishing returns there. Plus, the Pens are down one right. of their top two defensemen. Plus, they still uh, don't have one of their top six forwards back yet. And the Rangers have to have it. The only thing I will say, and I know Spaghetti can agree with this, is Curse of Sposta is definitely on these blue shirts. I mean, oh, they yeah. got to have this one. The oh, yeah. they they are as Spaghetti. I mean, they have the vastly superior. I think there are two goalies who are positive difference makers. For the most part, I think it's a little overstated in the 21st century, given given the pads and everything else. That yeah, they make it like he's wearing. showing up with like a busted stick that's stapled together as pads. No, no, no. I, think, put it I mean, got, yeah. you you can kill your team with bad goaltending in the playoffs, right. obviously, but only uh, Vasilevsky and Shesterkin are positive difference makers by, from what I can see watching all these teams that are in the playoffs at this point. And Vasilevsky think, only in half the game so far, so even that, you know. Right, right? exactly. Well, I mean, you know, and Igor, I wouldn't say those goals were his fault in game right. three, but, you know, uh, so they have a, a, a monstrous, as big an advantage as you mm-hmm. could possibly have between the pipes. But the curse is supposed to looms on the banks of the three rivers. But you're not picking this game as your play of the day. No way. No way. No, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to watch it, though. That's for sure. I'm okay. definitely going to watch it. I'm going to root for one team, the home okay. team. So you're taking, I, I think that's a smart bet. I don't think anybody's going to argue against that. Um, we talk about, you know, the high-flying teams of the NBA and how that doesn't necessarily translate once the playoffs begin. Certainly true. You see what's happening with the President Cups, uh, the President's Cup winner mm-hmm. in Florida. They're in our nation's capital, and they got to have this one. The Florida Panthers on the money line. I'm going to take them to vanquish the Capitals there. I don't love that one. <laughs> I don't love it because um, they, they, it just is sort of a mirage. If you saw what... Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl and company did in Los Angeles on Sunday night. Shut out by the Kings. The, the, if you are offense, ju- offensive juggernaut, it's not necessarily translating. But are they really going to go down the President's Cup winners to the Caps 3-1? to one? I say no. Get, take the Panthers on the money line. On the puck line? Oh, on the money line. Minus 194. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did I not say that? No, no, you did say that. I'm not laying the goal. You usually go puck line. And and yeah, I mean, uh, all right, minus 194. Are we giving out big, uh, hefty favorites here, considering? But Martin, what do you got? I'll I'll bring some respectability back to this pick of the day segment (laughs) with something around (laughs) minus 110. Okay, (laughs) Lord have mercy. Can we get some uh, decent juice here? I'm going to take the Grizzlies and I'm taking the points. I liked it yesterday at nine. I like it better today at 10 and a half. Um, this, uh, right, I'm seeing 10 at minus 112, but you okay. can get 10 and a half at minus 140. I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay, so minus you want 10. Right, so I'll take 10. I'll take 10 at, okay. uh, at minus 112 odds. It's decent. I mean, even Harry today had a, a minus 182. I mean, come on. Oh, no, he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the worst with that. Uh, yeah, you can catch that on the Extra Points TikTok page, Harry's play of the day. But uh, I'm going especially Memphis. Especially as a newlywed. Memphis plus 10. Uh, this is just a good team. They're a good team. Right. Marty's right. I like Memphis. Marty's right. I've been shamed into changing my pick. How dare I turn my back on my flames? I, I, I've been with them all season long. <laughs> Their backs are to the wall. Goal and a half, I say. Wow. They, they, 
I'm right. changing it to that to, to juice it up for you. Plus 168 in Big D. The uh, the sports fans of Dallas shamed themselves yesterday in that same arena. I say the sports gods frown on them. The Flames in what's been the snooziest uh, series so far in the Stanley All Cup right. playoffs. I, th- I say the Flames get right, and they win by a couple of goals. So Sheck is going on the road, Calgary, plus 168, giving a puck and a half. I'm going Rangers to score over two and a half in regulation. you got to lay a lot for that to win but it is in fact the winner minus 166 and martin is taking the 10 points or who knows by the time we put the graphic up it could be back to 10 and a half martin with the memphis grizzlies over the warriors and you should join go to extrapoints.com slash arcade we have our may prop culture question oh it's a quiz 10 for 10 8 for 10 you can get yourself a nice gold hat now martin may have lost his he's like what do i have to do to get another one i was like well you have to win it's very, very simple. You got to win. May prop culture. Do it. Extrapoints.com slash arcade minus three with Dave Damashek coming up. We got two yeah. of those this week. That's right. We do, of course. But, you know, for Eddie Spaghetti's birthday, impromptu, we play a nice game on minus three called Use Your Noodle, where you have to go back and forth. You have to name one in a category and trade until somebody can't come up with one. For Eddie Spaghetti here. Marty Weiss versus Sal. No cheating. Gentleman's <laughs> honor. Here we go. Pearl Jam songs. Sal, you go first. Uh, better man. All right. Okay. That's a little off. I see. I would have thought that you would go more chalk. I'm going to win Marty with just Weiss. that. I win. I win. Alive. <laughs> Let's, okay. Here Alive? We go. Is- Was that them? Really? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the funny part. Jeremy, I, I'm like, I was hoping that it was. Oh, that. I was, I went, I'm done. It's over. It's look over. It's over. Jeremy. Wow. I was well. First of all, I was going to say Jeremy, but uh, <laughs> all right, we tie. Spoken. <laughs> spoken. I don't know. Jeremy spoken. No, gonna, I just saw split a bunch the of same tweets. Song no, no, into hold two, on. So I just saw a bunch of songs? tweets off of Eddie's. Uh, off of Eddie's. Um, off of Eddie's timeline from when he was he was just posting uh, pictures. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, no, wait. Don't Even Flo. Even Flo was on Guitar Hero 3. There you go. Even Flo was on Guitar Hero 3. Uh, uh, daughter, right? Don't call me daughter. Right? That's Spaghetti? it. It's over. I've heard that song before. <laughs> it's over, Martin. Get, get, get a white towel somewhere. Well, yeah, I, was, I you know, I, I was roped into this. I, you know, if I, I know, had, I know, and I got to so go was first. That it's, was not it's not fair. All right, you got minus three lemon pepper parlay, Martin and uh, and Gunnels. Oh, Gunnels' birthday too this weekend, right? Yeah, it was. No, no, his birthday was, was uh, his birthday was Sunday. Yeah, yeah. what did I say this weekend? I'm going to count Sunday as falling in this Igor, <laughs> There you go. All right. We got that. We got Megan from the sports. We got Spaghetti's birthday. Happy birthday, Spaghetti. Reminder to everyone out there. You may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 